When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, ECRG here, and today we're going to be talking about who should be taking the meeting minutes. I know, I know what you guys are going to say, that I've been talking about the meeting minutes a lot and that the last video about meeting minutes was the last video. Well, this is the real last video, guys. I thought about this and I wanted to make this point clear about who should really be taking the meeting minutes because I think it's it's a very important point and there's kind of two answers here so we're going to go ahead and get into it. So who really should be taking the meeting minutes? And that's a good question because it's really somebody who is very very familiar with the project who should be taking the meeting minutes like the project manager or a project uh, or the project coordinator who's been on the study for a while or who has a lot of experience in clinical research already. It shouldn't be somebody who's brand new to the industry with no knowledge because their minutes are gonna really suck. Yeah, they're gonna get better at taking them over the coming months, but those first few months are really gonna suck because they don't know the industry, they don't usually don't know how to take meeting minutes. Even if they do know how to take meeting minutes, they're not familiar with the terminology and the flow, how people talk in that organization and on doing clinical trials. So it really should be uh, somebody who's very familiar with clinical research as a whole, first of all, and then someone who's a little bit more familiar with the project. But particularly having more experience in clinical research is necessary to take good meeting minutes. And I noticed a lot of companies will have the entry-level person, the person who's new to clinical research or new to the position, taking the meeting minutes. And I think that's because, you know, higher level people are meant to do higher level tasks. Point taken. Uh, and, you know, not everyone wants to do meeting minutes because they take a long time. If you if you want to uh, listen to why not everyone wants to do meeting minutes, go watch my uh, first video on meeting minutes about the most hated task in clinical research. So go listen to that after this video. And that will give you a good indicator of why people may dislike taking meeting minutes. But, you know, the, they normally delegate the meeting minutes to somebody who is uh, low on the totem pole, more entry-level position. And I guess it's a more entry-level task, but the task would be so much better with someone with more experience. Like a person who's level two, who's more experienced, maybe a year of experience in clinical research. Because they, they, the minutes are just going to be so much better, it's going to be so much smoother. It's going to be less work on the project manager to go and review every set of meeting minutes uh, and the project director if they even look at the meeting minutes uh, and other people who look at the meeting minutes. It's just going to be so much easier if someone with some experience already is doing the meeting minutes. Now on the flip side of that, it's good practice for somebody with no experience to do the meeting minutes because they're going to get acclimated to the terminology. They're going to get acclimated to you know, listening to what's going on in the project and synthesizing it down on paper. For me, that wasn't a great way to learn. For me, the best way to learn is hear people talk 
uh, attend kickoff meetings, attend high-level meetings about the overview of the project and what's going on from a macro perspective. That's what's learning best for me, not coming in and uh, hearing things on a week-by-week -week basis in the meeting minutes. So uh, maybe that could work for you, or maybe you know, learning week-by-week -week is a good way for you to learn. But for me, you know, taking a step back and looking at the macro picture was simply the best way for me to learn what's going on. And once I had opportunities to attend kickoff meetings, once I had opportunity to listen to those macro level conversations with the project directors and the project leads, then my meeting minutes really got better because I, I understood what was going on, understood where we were in the project, uh, what, was, what had to be going on for us to be successful. And it just made all the difference with my meeting minutes. You know, my meeting minutes got more detailed, they got more specific, they got more concise, just because I, I knew what was going on. I understood what was going on, so they got significantly better. So two answers there on who should be taking the meeting minutes. One, who really should be taking the meeting minutes is you know, a project manager or somebody, and then the other is who really does take the meeting minutes, which is the more entry-level person, and uh, you know how it can benefit them. So you can comment down below on your thoughts on this. I'm not going to drag this video out too much longer. Just a quick video on this. Hit that subscribe button. Become part of the notification squad. Per usual, guys, email us at eliteclinicalgroup.gmail.com for any inquiries you may have. Uh, comment down below what you guys think about the meeting minutes. Uh, you think about what you think about who should be taking the meeting minutes on a team. Even if you're not in clinical research, you can comment down below. I'm interested to hear your thoughts as well. Take care, guys. Thank you.